this time on Kawaii Fi Radio, the boys have been left unsupervised. Recently been taking the mickey out of all the Ford F-150 ads appearing in Australia. We made about 150 references. <laughs> Going forward, I think we just need to stop making those references. Aaron shares his experience with cicadas. The miners up at work don't understand what they are. Oh, <laughs> what if right. they thought electricity was running through a tree and it was arcing? <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about the work of legendary mangaka Leiji Matsumoto. He debuted as a manga artist while still in high school. 1938 to 1953, that's 15. Crazy. Yeah. In like the early days of manga. Avalanche! Tetsuo! Ganida! Onita? It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Wi-Fi. 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 Wi-Fi Radio! Da, da, da. Konnichiwa and welcome <laughs> to the new Ford F-150. <laughs> you tune into Kawhi Fi Radio. I'm Kyle and with me are my co-hosts Aaron and Kenny and they've just pre-ordered Ford F-150s. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, if, if you want to know what's going on with that pre-show, um, over on Patreon. It's just us three today and we haven't seen each other in a month because yes. of... Actually, maybe I think it's been longer. Really? Might have been. Yeah. Maybe. But now it's going to be a man episode. We're going to talk about manly, manly things. Like romance among the stars. And expressing our emotions. And being true gentlemen to one another. <laughs> whiskey. And, <that's>, and whiskey. <laughs> whiskey! <laughs> Drinking whiskey on the rocks with surrounded by your friends. Out of a stroll. That's what it's like to drive the new Ford F-150. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> right. So anyway, this episode, in you know, actually talking about what we're talking about, because this is a serious topic, we're looking back on a legendary manga creator who has recently passed away, and that's Liji Matsumoto. Mm. Now, if you don't recognize that name, that's okay. Um, he was. We he, didn't really either at first. Yeah. Um, it's but we've the, seen his stuff. I think yeah. everyone has seen something well, of his. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a very high chance because his works also influenced so many different manga mm. artists throughout the years and animes. And uh, let's just say, if you've seen some of Daft Punk's music videos, you might be very familiar. With yeah, you this know part. that robot that dances, like that walks around while they say "around the world" like 800 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not that. <laughs> no, but, no. Uh, daft hands like around the world. <laughs> Um, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Um, we've also got a YouTube channel and we've got live streams as well. So links for all that and social platforms are in the episode description. But let's get stuck in first with what we've been watching, which we probably need to update this thing for again, because it's not just watching anymore. <laughs> Freaking press it for I was going to have to be like, come on, Kyle. It's a button. You can do this. <laughs> press the button. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! Hey, guys! I gotta go! I just... I have to know. Hooray! I did that thing! Oni-chan. Nani won't be new. What we're watching. Back up! Yep, I can't press buttons. <laughs> Today. Um... Right, so we've got two anime to talk about and a manga. The manga will come to at the end, but first, 
by Fury Season 2. The Fury of Bard. <laughs> it's so adorable. It it's is. Ador- oh, it's so good. Now, th- this is the series I don't want to get hurt, so I will max out my defense. Um, its second season was delayed quite heavily, and also then we've had a delay to, at the midpoint of the season due to um, COVID issues in Japan, and that's hit a few studios this season. Mm. Um, so Episode 7 landed uh, in the past week, so it's finally back on running. Um, we don't know if that means it's going to end late or if it'll be a shortened series. That, I'm sure, will be confirmed later. Um, but once again, Sally and uh, Maple and the Maple. whole gang uh, doing dumb things again. For enormous breaking in the game. Oh, like, it, it's literally like playing a beta of a video game and being given like console command. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to spawn a tank engine here. God like. mode. <laughs> Spawn army of the dead and two giant ogres to beat the world boss to death solo. Is that the title? <laughs> no, that, that's that's the spin-off manga. <laughs> Is it wrong to break the game? Is it wrong to break the girl's we'll, no, wait, wrong. Is it wrong to break the dungeon while you're a girl who's maxed out her defense? Is that's- it wrong that you just lost the game? No! <laughs> Is it wrong if that's what it's like to drive the new Ford? <laughs> no! Uh, we we recently been taking the mickey out of all the Ford F-150 ads appearing in Australia. <laughs> so, because it's, it's literally too wide for the road here, and like, yet they're trying to, to sell it. Um, it's like, uh... Yeah, <laughs> we made about 150 references. Put <laughs> <laughs> F in chat to pay respects. <laughs> Going forward, I think we just need to stop making those references. Like, can we, wait, we can't on. afford it. We need the sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not, we're not sponsored. Um, okay, so both Fury... We um, could be. If we said it about uh, 150 more times. <laughs> hey, Ford, in us up. No, I could never recommend a Ford after having one. So there you go. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and Ford. <laughs> for order it to your friends um no anyway both fury um <laughs> let, let, let's stay on, let's <laughs> let's stay on topic here <laughs> both fury is fantastic it's fun it's cute it's low stakes um and it's just highly entertaining because of the absurdity it's it's like cocaine bear <laughs> oh, i still need to watch that it's oh. an amazing experience i also it's want to watch 65 Oh yeah, that looks really good. It looks like Two Rock. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, that's the one where Adam Driver gets sent back in time. Yeah, uh, and Kylo Ren. He, well, look, I <laughs> think everything he's done since Star Wars has been substantially better and showcased his acting ability more than mm. the Star Wars I'm trilogy. So did. happy he's actually got a career after yeah, Star Wars because that he's an incredible actor. People. It doesn't, does it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, both Fury on Crunchyroll. Um, Aaron, you have some harsh words for the second seasons of Fruit of Evolution, um, and this is very unlike you because you you're generally quite you know positive, positive on these things. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything you've said. Yeah, get good. Um, <laughs> so, so what's what's changed what's bad well, about it okay so basically in the previous season of it he took out like an entire army on his own and he protected this village that's cool so where do you go from there he got recruited to be a teacher at a school yeah um by the principal who was one of the head majors who was also fighting the army uh-huh. yep um so he's gone to that school and they're like oh yeah we'll give you the trouble class and, so and this is an isekai by the way this is an isekai yeah. um and then he gets there and his class president because the school class that he was there with previous well in 
our world. Our world? Would it be our world? So his original world's classroom, all of them were isekai'd. Yep, into that world. But he was the ugly one. And then he he ate a fruit, which made him hot. Yep. Okay, so what happened is... If you hold, like, because the voice said it, hold on to each other's hands so you don't get lost, and nobody held on to his hand. Yeah. So they all got sent to one location, and he got sent to another. Mm-hmm. And then he found these nuts because he was starving, and he ate, like, ten of them, and apparently that's how many you have to eat in order to evolve. So he evolved, and he got hot, and then this monkey got mad, and then the monkey ate ten, and then the monkey got hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you are now my wife. <laughs> well, she was, she she is more interested in him than he is in her. Oh, yeah. But that's sort of how it goes with this guy. Anyway, season two, it gets trouble class. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, nobody can teach us how to use magic. You know, the mm. typical aggressive thing. And then he finds out there's a curse blocking them from using magic. So he makes up a spell and then unlocks all of their magic potential because he's got the ability to create and write his own spells. Wow. Mm. So he makes his own spell that unlocks it and then they get their full potential. This sounds like they've hmm. just written a new anime. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like they saw what um, Slime did and decided, hmm, we might do that same trope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, like, slight bit of school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which, you know, had a role to it tie actually, off stories. Yeah, it comes yeah. back later on in... Yeah. Because have you read the light novels? No, the mangas, but I, I, I'm at the so point you, in the mangas after You know that. the thing where the person does the... I am aware of it... But I haven't read up to it yet. Okay. Yeah, I've had it spoiled already. This so. is called oh, spoiler yeah. language, ladies and gentlemen. This is what people are trying to say when they're not trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing that happened. Well, actually, yeah, the I, thing I, that I, happened with that one guy and that girl, and then they used the magic thing. You know, the thing I'm talking about. You know yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> See, I speak fluent spoiler. But you don't know what we're talking about. You've got no idea. I have no idea, <laughs> but I still speak the language. Man, I need to get. I need. I need to bring you in for some translation units, like English to spoiler dictionary. <laughs> I spend a lot of time around translators. I'm happy to give you what I've got. <laughs> okay, so look, Fruit of Evolution Two feels like it's kind of phoned it in a little bit, and clearly after they lost, you know, they 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 kind of did the main joke, and then they weren't sure where to go from there, and they just went, let's flip it up yeah but it yeah. as you said it's also kind of a little bit weird because now one of the former classmates is going around sniffing in the air trying to find him which oh is, she found him oh she found him yeah yeah well, that- and then she got jealous because there's all these girls around him of course there is it's yeah. a harem anime now. Yeah. yeah yeah oh it's been a harem anime like from the beginning yeah that, that kind of checks like out. he got a donkey that t- turned into a hot girl and there's this girl who's cursed with really bad luck and he fixed her bad luck curse and there was this assassin kid who's now like he's my big brother okay is there a dragon lady who has certain <laughs> no that's Tsukimichi <laughs> no no that's a, that's a Af- Arafaretta no and that's also <laughs> another anime except it was a giant spider that got off on it no no Tsukimichi has both a giant dragon and a giant spider that turn into hot girls oh okay uh, Arafaretta <laughs> has a giant dragon who they spent all of the animation budget on a they certain scene. Also, did that in Vox Machina. Oh, really? Season two. Oh my god, Japan! What is wrong <laughs> no, with you? No, that's American. Vox Machina is based off Critical Role. What? Yeah, Critical Role has an anime now. Yeah, they've also they okay. were also working on the Mighty Nine anime. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, not anime, but animated. I've still only listened to collectively five minutes of their stuff. I yeah. finished all of Campaign Two. Mm. Yeah, I, I just I I'm not that big of a D and D fan. I think so. That's <laughs> These probably days, no one is. 
Well, oh well, you you mean just to do with what uh, Wizards of the Coast are messing around with, and still messing around with? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know what like their big PR move was after that whole OGL oh. stunt thing? They changed their uh, mark, their uh, main symbol, into a Bitcoin. Oh, I thought you were talking about the part where they're like, "Oh yes, we've heard you, but don't think that this means you've won." Oh yeah, we've won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like. Uh, yeah, do not support Wizards of the Coast. This is one of the few. I like trading cards. <laughs> they sell trading cards. Yeah, they <laughs> they sell a lot of trading yeah. cards. But look, do, do, just pirate them. Go, go well, <laughs> pirate your trading cards. Download yes. them. Get yourself an industrial game printer. The trading cards. <laughs> I, cool. Actually, actually I've I've seen a really cool um thing people have done using like um Pokemon cards, like the common ones. Mm-hmm. So they'd get like say it's just like a standard Pikachu card, and they'd get like five of them, and because they were like an ultra common common one, and then cut out them so that they're a multi layer one. Oh, the three dimensional yeah. thing. Yeah, I, seen I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, isn't that lithograph? Litho- yeah, lithogramming or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, they do that with Digimon cards as well, and sometimes Ooh. they'll do it with like super rare ones to make it like really pop. I didn't oh. know Digimon had cards. Oh man, <laughs> man, Digimon cards are like. Uh, you haven't seen Aaron's collection. <laughs> Aaron's got every single booster box from the beginning. Yeah. Like a full collection. Like I've got folders on folders on folders. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to sell it for Kale's Uni Fund. <laughs> nice. Um, I still have a bunch of old Pokemon cards. So I do I. I found them, them the other day, actually. Um, do oh, not have a shiny Charizard, unfortunately. Oh, well, they're actually re-releasing the classic cards. I know. And like, the, there's like this whole like big board thingy that you can get with it, and it looks mm, so beautiful. It does. But with Digimon, um, what I've been doing is, because you know how I built the model kits? Mm. I've been getting the cards for those model kits, and I've been getting them put into resin coasters, and I'm using them as stands for the model Ooh. kits. That's cool. Like, And then I get the resin in like the color of the Digimon. So it's, mm-hmm. just get a nice little light underneath it. Oh, uh, so what What else is everyone? Yeah, okay. uh, what so, are we reading? Well, <laughs> I'm reading One Piece. Uh, and I want to talk about it because I hit chapter 1,000. Grats. Yeah. Wait, how many chapters are there? 1,200. <laughs> okay, so you've actually made some significant headway. I'm I'm always caught up. I'm in the middle of the Wano, the Wano arc, and I now understand why people hype it up. Like the the arc. It only before- took you one thousand chapters. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I mean the one, the, just the one arc. I'm talking oh, about. No, okay. no. I've, I've actually genuinely enjoyed it. But there is you. You are right. After Thriller Bark, compared to everything that's come before, it feels like it does lull quite a bit. And the um, two, uh, what is it? Three D two Y. That takes way too long. Yeah. Um. And we, which is the time skip. In, instead of meeting in three days, we'll meet in two, two years. years to train um, ourselves up. To train blah, ourselves blah, up, blah, which blah, is blah. where the time skip and the change in animation style happened in the anime. Yeah. Um. And the, it does lull for quite a bit until you start getting into the new world stuff. And I, I found especially the um, Fishman Island arc was just so. I was about slow. to say, like Fishman Island was such a drag. Yeah. So my my suggestion is, if you can stick it out to Wano, it's worth it. The story is beautifully written. Like, I and I honestly don't. I actually know the and the the big mama's pirates thing was hilarious. I got halfway through Doflamingo and I called it. Yeah. I, I the Doflamingo fight just kept dragging and dragging. And that dragging. was my problem. Yeah, because yeah. I dropped it and then I came back like a year later and it was still going. And I went, "Yeah, why would I bother wasting my time catching up on this? And why would I waste future time reading dead, what dead, comes next?" Dead serious. Like once the Doflamingo fight starts, you can probably just 
find the last two chapters of the Doflamingo fight and you haven't missed anything. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's, legit. It's like, all that happened is they completely, they got a guy who can control stone and the entire island gets rearranged. And then uh, he, Doflamingo's got a giant cage of like string, string which is slowly encompassing and coming in. It's, it's razor sharp string. Yeah. Okay. And it's pulling all the buildings in. So at the end, all you've got is a, you know, a small town in the middle and a plateau where the, the kingdom was sitting. You can skip the entire process of that because it's all the side characters that you've met in the arena up until this point. And it's just like, yeah, but we're not, we know we're not really going to need to deal with them too much. Like they appear on like the cover art because some of them become uh, involved in Straw Hat's crew, not like on his ship, but they swear allegiance to him. Because yeah, they of, help him out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, it's a good 30 to 40 chapters there of the fight between Doflamingo and Luffy where it's the same thing. It's like Luffy hits him really hard, does a lot of damage, gets injured. You think Doflamingo's out for the count. He Doflamingo smiles gets and back pulls up. some other b- Someone Oops. else. <laughs> power up and power up and power up. So, well, then someone else um, will come in and run Luffy around while he recovers. Doflamingo will hurt more people. Luffy will power up again. The same fight will occur again. This happens a good four or five times before something finally changes. And it's I realize it's meant to be showing sort of like in a Goku sense of like him developing his ability during well, the fight, but they could have shortened it. You know why they made it as long as they made it, right? No. Because he wanted to beat the freezer record. Off really? the length of the fight? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's petty. Yeah. That's another reason I stopped. I was like, you did that specifically. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really annoying. Does that... Like, <laughs> I enjoy a good quality anime, but I've got very few, like... Yeah. I've got very little patience. So, like, if you mess around a bit too much, I'm like, okay, cool. Look, I acknowledge you're good, but you've pushed me to my limit and I'm calling it. Tifa actually tweeted about this the other day because there was a large uh, podcast in the US and they were giving a list of the top five recommendations for people who are starting anime. They were all terrible choices. What were they? Good. They were all long running anime. It was Naruto, One Piece, Hunter x Hunter. Like the for like, don't be wrong. Hunter x Hunter is great. One Piece is great. Naruto is great. But they're not your first anime. They are too long to hold your attention Mm -hmm. for that long. You need something which shows within twelve episodes the type of stories that can be produced, the type of art style and and sakuga that can be shown when they have the budget to do so for those big epic moments, and also something that is neatly tied up or at least ends on a note which feels you know, good, as opposed to feeling like you're waiting and waiting for filler. You do not send people to watch filler. No. Like, you do, you that's undervaluing like their time. You give them like Trigun, Kill a Kill. So anything by Trigger, got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, yes, but no, because they're all 26 episodes. I, I think... I think that's a good amount, I, because look, then you're not, like, finally getting into it and it's gone. I mean, this is this is true, but I, I think for a lot of people who are hesitant to watch anime, they see that length and that's off-putting to them. Because when you think about it, most TV series like Netflix are 10 episodes now. Yeah, true. I think I would actually say that, though, if you were going to make like a list of uh, different animes to give to people, you give them a nice short one, you give them a 26-episode one, you give them one of those big-ass mm. ones, and then you give them a special treat on the side. Mm. But I think as well, it's like all the ones on that list were shown in anime. 
Mm. What if the girl, if it's a girl who's interested in shoujo? What mm. if it's you know a guy who wants to watch some read some josai, like you know some mature romance for, that's typically targets the female demographic? You're not going to appeal to them that generic a list. That's just basically going here are the five longest running animes. You should watch them. It's like here's no here's <laughs> our picks for good. Finish shonen. this list and then we'll talk. <laughs> like, watch Conan. Like uh, you've you've got room for a couple of thousand episodes, right? Like, well, my younger sister. <laughs> Asked me last night. Oh no, not Conan Exiles. Oh, <laughs> Conan Lord, the Barbarian. No. <laughs> um, she's like, my sons are really getting into anime. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? And I was like, well, what do they like? And she's like, they love Beyblades. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, have you tried this? Yep, they love it. 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 Well, it sounds like my list is running out. Suggest <laughs> <laughs> so Euro Camp. No, they're yeah. like they're four and six. Four and six. Teach them camping. I can't believe I'm ever saying this. Boys, four and six years old. Mm-hmm. Crayon Shinchan. Ah, uh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> I can't stand it, but kids freaking adore it. Well, one of them loves cats, so I was like, "Cheese Sweet Home," straight off the bat. Oh Boom. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was like, "Look, this is one that's universally loved," and I was like, "Slime." Yeah. And my sister was like, uh, well, one of my other sisters was like, uh, I don't know, not for kids. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that slime is PG to M typically, yeah. uh, depending yeah. on the season. So I, I think like once they get to... See, th- this is this is the problem, isn't it? Because a lot of the kid-orientated anime isn't getting dubbed or adapted anymore. And there's a lot of like that slight bit of adult humor. Yeah. And Which a lot I'd... of that's very sexualized. Yeah. And so finding one where it's completely safe for kids is yeah. like... Uh, well, Kramer adult... Shin-chan's just fart jokes, really. And, and boo butts. jokes and butts. And I don't think she wants her kids running around like without pants. Oh, actually, yeah, no. Yeah. So, butt detective instead, then, which is the guy whose face is a butt. Well, <laughs> it's just had a film. I know it's not anime, but I was like Ben Ten. Oh yeah, God yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds like they're into the sort of the toyetic anime. Yeah, so, that's what I was going for. I so was you like, should say like Ben Ten, Teenage Mutant Rider. Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, yeah. The, ori- the original ones and. And, uh, and then make them watch the movies for those terrible eyes. No, 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 oh. no, no. Have you seen the new movie that's coming out? Oh, no. It Seth actually looks Rose. really Wait, good. Yeah. No, no. Because it's done in the Spider-Verse style. Kind of, no. And they're actually teenagers. Because you know how in a lot of the franchises, they're like young adults. Yeah. They're actually teenagers and they're played by teenagers. And it's and being written by Seth Rogen. Donatello's mm. staff Who has a... Santa Inc. This is tying this into the podcast, by the way. Donatello's staff has a sticker of Gojo on it. Oh. Yoaimo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, um, that's what we've been watching and reading and talking about. I realise today's a very rambly one, but as I said, we haven't caught up in a month because we've all been hectic. Um, more on that in the uh, the actual Patreon for those on there explaining uh, why things have been delayed, such as the uh, the episode previews and stuff. They're all out now. But um... I'm in a corner office now. <laughs> <laughs> I quit my job. Yay! <laughs> That's me in the corner. <laughs> That's me in the drive-through ordering my McFlurry, my McNuggies. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Alrighty, um, let's talk about the most important part of today's episode, Matsumoto. Kawaii Radio. That anime was a manga? That manga was an anime? 
manga card. Yes, we haven't used this one in a long time because we haven't. Had, <laughs> I have never you heard haven't. that one. It's been like over three years since we used it. Wow. Yeah. Um, we use this one exclusively when we're talking about manga artists. Huh. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it hasn't really had an opportunity to come up very often. We have an entire sting for uh, Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually... Pr- <laughs> this came, uh, hang on, I got it. <laughs> I've got a story regarding cicadas that I need to tell you guys like after the podcast <laughs> People thought cicadas were before they knew they were cicadas. They just think that no, no. I can tell you what they thought they were because wow. the miners up at work don't understand what they are. Oh, <laughs> right. one of them thought electricity was running through a tree and it was arcing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't understand. I can hear this electricity, but I can't see it, and it sounds like it's coming from this tree. I'm like, that's cicadas. He's like, what? And I'm like, they're bugs. And he's like, they're electrical oh. bugs. <laughs> if they're noisy, just give the tree a good shake. They'll shut up. <laughs> they're just like a really noisy cricket. And then this one guy who prides himself on being a country boy. He didn't know what they were. And he's like, what's I mean, that? Like, In ish- fairness, they only are really in, the per- in Australia's north. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't get them down in Perth, for instance. So, No, we do get them in Perth. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard them. In the hills especially. Yeah. Really? Look, the there, hills there are, are alive the sound of cicadas. <laughs> there are trees lined with cicada sheddings. Whoa. I kid you not, man. Are they an invasive species? I don't know. That's but still like, kind of cool though. He thought like, he's like, what's that ear shattering noise? And I was like, oh, I'll go check. I didn't hear it during my patrol. So like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Go up. And I'm like, oh, it's cicadas. Give the tree a shake. And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, what was it? I was like, oh, you know, it was just a bunch of cicadas. Drop and he's this. like, Oh, they would have kicked my ass. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and then he Googled it. And he's like, oh, they're bugs. I thought they were birds. <laughs> I'm just imagining like this big brown, like it's cicada, the size of a freaking bird, like a pigeon. Like, <laughs> I think I've seen that anime. <laughs> I think I've beaten that boss. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think I've seen the manga. <laughs> it's not It's not for children. Um, anyway, way off topic. Back on topic. Back on topic. We're on topic. We're talking about <laughs> Matsumoto. Um, now, his full name, funnily enough, full name is Leiji Matsumoto, but originally his family name was Akira Matsumoto. Oh. And that was when he was first born. In- Kanada! <laughs> he was born in 1938 in uh, Fukuoka Prefecture. Wow. He debuted as a manga artist in 1953. So that's He young. had a good run. He had a really good run. Um, he debuted as a manga artist while still in high school. 1938 to 1953, that's 15. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And that's in like the early days of manga. So there weren't many people willing to take stuff on back then. So right. if you're a young person and listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. follow your dreams. Yeah. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Do the Matsumoto Akira thing. Yeah. 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 So um, he is the man behind Space Battleship Yamato, Galaxy Express Triple Nine. Um, oh, what was the other wonderful one? Uh, uh, Queen Emeraldus. 
and of course, Interstellar 5555, the story of the secret star system. <laughs> With fives the instead of... Five Tory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they replaced all the S's in that with fives because that... Look, in Galaxy Express 999, you know he's got a thing for recurring numbers. Like, and that that's trains in space, um, <laughs> for those yeah, wondering. Yeah, space trains. It's, yeah. Oh, oh, don't ask how the physics work. Also, Space Cap Pirate Captain Harlock, which we watched um, the film of uh, last we'll night. No, we tried the film to. you both tried to, and I succeeded at. Yeah. Um, and I was doing dishes, man. I, <laughs> what do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a house husband. <laughs> this is the way of the house husband. Or... Yeah. It's a good way. Um, so... I lost my pinky. <laughs> you lost your pinky? What? The house husband. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, you found your pinky. <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> so, um, he supervised the animated music videos for Daft Punk's Discovery album, which was all the blue people dancing around, and that's Interstellar 5555. And that was a way that uh, anime really got introduced. Well, not introduced, but that was like one of the ways that a lot of more people in mainstream cottoned onto what anime was and could yeah. be. Mm. Because, you know on all their music videos along with all you know your pop stars and stuff like that suddenly there was this gorgeous animation and you're just mm. like what is this why is this so much better than any cartoon i've ever seen yeah more? yeah so did he's... you guys ever watch it on foxtel I don't... yeah What's a foxtel? yeah like on toonami yeah yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. that was when i first saw the whole thing and then Same. It, it's really frustrating the only way you can watch it currently at least well last check when we talked about this on the podcast on episode like six wow. um was through a music like a concert streaming service oh wow yeah uh, don't they still sell the dvds for it you you can get them but they're very hard to find yeah yeah um which i just thought was wild and like, i think it's something wise, that iconic it's wise to order that stuff in because ladies and gentlemen buy physical media not digital actually you know what i think mm. i might buy a copy myself right now <laughs> because <laughs> no no it's so good like it i feel is. like I need a copy before there are no longer any copies. Yeah, no, and that's fair. See, I, the first album I bought uh, for on like vinyl was Daft Punk's Discovery. Um, so cool, and it's it's just like the mental connection between that anime art style and the music will forever be there. That that connection for me, and you know, I was already into anime at that point, and kind this of just cemented to me it. that people might not actually know the video clips we're even talking about. Some I know because it was like nineties. Yeah. Um. Nice. So th these are the the video clips are a bunch of blue skinned musicians from another galaxy, and they're kidnapped by an evil manager. And across the different songs, the story unfolds about them being kidnapped and brought to Earth and made to play on Earth. Mm. Um. All part of an evil final scheme, but it also seems mm -hmm. to be uh, just people are outsourcing talent from alien space races mm -hmm. and mind controlling them to be pop stars on earth yeah 2001 it came out you can get it on amazon prime mm -hmm. oh, that's great that must be an update then because i can't find a physical copy on amazon Oh, and but, if it's not on Amazon, you're not going to find it. Well, no, it it'll be on eBay. <laughs> or it'll be bootlegged. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be at that store that we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah, in the pre show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Listen to the pre show to hear us ragging on someone and probably getting sued. $1 a month. <laughs> we need it for evidently for all the legal challenges we'll get for everyone who subscribed to it. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, so, look, we, we are kind of going all over the place here a little bit, but. Um, Matsumoto, he was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And 
while his work is not like he, he's not like um, Osama Tezuka who had millions of man well not millions but thousands and hundreds of manga underneath his name that he put out we're talking around like the same kind of era but it's the same kind of era and his influence was huge so in 2001 he was awarded the medal with purple ribbon honor um, in Japan and in 2010 he was awarded the order of the sacred treasure golden rays of rosette with rosette and in 2012, he received the Chevalier de l'Ordre des Arts et des Lettres, the Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters decoration from the French government. Now, we, we've mentioned this before. France, Italy have quite a strong connection with Japanese uh, anime because they're, during the early years of the EU, their um, countries didn't have enough money to support a local film industry um, to make kids' shows. So they imported a lot, just like we had here in Australia, mm-hmm. dubbed them themselves and sorted them out. They Kimber actually, the White Lion. Yeah. Lion King 0.5 before it happened. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's like a whole, man, that's a whole mess. That's a whole mess. I think we tried talking about that at one point. Well, well, we did look into it and there's there's a whole mess because there are people who worked on Kimber the White Lion that then went to Disney and worked on Lion King. However, the person who created Lion King and wrote the script for it had never been to Japan and had never seen Kimber the White Lion according to him. But you'd think his staff would have said, this looks very similar to what we worked on. Yeah, yeah, I, also, I, Kimba Simba. Yeah, I, I know, think right? We in the industry call that lying. Yeah, I know, right? Well, we're going to get sued by Disney now. Surprise! I'm not going to say what I was going to say. It wouldn't I'm be going to you for all your roof. <laughs> <laughs> the severed head of Walt Disney's <laughs> coming back to revenge. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, what do you call it? Um, robot chicken. Um, <laughs> so yes, uh, I watched uh, Captain Harlock. Well, the um, prequel movie. Is I, I, of- I'm not sure where it actually fits. So no, he gets his ship in this one. Oh, does he? Okay, yeah. so let, well, let, well, let's go back and talk about it directly. Where have I put the uh, the page for Captain Harlock? Here's the thing. It's a little uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it hasn't aged well. I was going to say, is it one of those timely things where you watch yeah. it and you're like, oh, yikes. Yeah. It, in bits. Look, it's you're looking back on something from a long time ago. Our values have changed. They relied, you know, they were relying on those good old-fashioned family values on which we used to rely. Is there the popo style? Uh, no, no. Okay, cool. Uh, but it's that um, it, it, there is a segment in it uh, where um, someone is sort of accessing the genetic memories of his ancestors, of the Captain Harlock's ancestors, sort of see like what's he what's he doing, and uh, his ancestors fought for the Axis powers in World War Two. <laughs> Yikes! And uh, then yeah. one of his allies lands on the planet in a zeppelin, and uh, yeah. she's covered in skull and crossbones yeah. imagery. And I was just like, uh-huh. are we the baddies? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, so Captain Harlock, what the heck is it? Okay, it's set in 2977 AD. Mankind has become stagnant. Robots do all the work and masses are kept tranquil by subliminal messages. And government officials are lazy, caring only about the recreational activities like golf and horse racing. <laughs> well, I'd love to know what golf racing is. That is <laughs> that in the movie, they've been taken over by uh, alien race well, called the Zolls. So th- th- this is the um, the series synopsis. We'll, do- we'll go to the film one in a second. Uh-huh. Captain, th- th- this is the thing as well. It's called Captain Harlock, and they're in English, but in Japanese, it's Herlock. 
And then they later changed the series in English to be Herlock. So the first like 10 years of produce is Harlock. Harlock sounds better. It does. And then they went to Herlock. So Captain Herlock has defied this insipid mentality, leading a group of like-minded rebels to a more adventurous life aboard the spaceship, spaceship Arcadia. A mysterious force known as the Mazone has invaded the Earth, taken the form of a mysterious cloaked woman that will kill anyone who suspect their nefarious doings, such as Tadashi Daida, who is now on their hit list. After his scientist father is ignored by the government and killed by the Mazzoni, he joins Captain Herlock and his ragtag group of pirates to assist them as they try to save humanity from the impending alien threat. Now, this had, I think it's 42 episodes. It's currently on a 7.69 on uh, my anime list. Nice. Um, This is from 1978. And it shows. It shows. Well, yeah, the style's very Voltron-esque, like original Voltron. Yeah, like old school Extremely. Voltron. We're not talking Netflix Voltron. No, no, no. <laughs> and the writing for it is, oh, it is full-blown melodrama in the movie. I can't really speak for the series. Mm. But yeah, it's everyone is giving a speech about hope every five minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this was um, Captain Harlock Arcadia of My Youth. And it is the uh, the same sort of story. Um Earth has been conquered by the evil Illumidus Empire with parallels drawn to the US post-World War II occupation of Japan. (laughs) Captain Harlock, with the group that will become his lifelong friends, begin their fight against the tyranny visited upon the planet Earth with no regard to the cost of the struggle we'll have on them carrying only for the... Yeah. (laughs) You get the point. You get the point. Um, Now, it does say this is an alternative version of the story, which is why, obviously, the villains called something different. Uh And this is apparently the second Captain uh, Harlock movie, the first one being something else. I'm actually not sure. And there was a 2013 full CGI reboot of it. Yeah. It looked uh, very pretty. I think I actually found that. I didn't watch it, though. Um, But yeah, look, this is a series where the style of characters... um, um, in particular, have that have been kind of cemented in everything Matsumoto did. So Captain Herlock and Emeraldus, who is the main female lead, those two characters and their romance appears in every work he's done. Those two character designs with different names. Mm-hmm. So the two characters, um, you had the bassist in Interstellar 5555 and the hero coming to rescue them are the exact same designs as Emerelda and oh, Captain Herlock. It is. And yeah. it's the same in Galaxy Express. Except that just in that one, the Harlock-esque character is wearing the uh, yep. train captain's hat. Yep. And it's his space <laughs> battleship Yamato. And one of the spin-off series of um, you know, Captain Harlock is Emeraldus, and it's her side of the story. Because she's got her own ship. Of course. It's Zeppelin shape. Every time I hear spaceship Yamato, I think of Starcraft. <laughs> you guys get the reference yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean I'm pretty sure that's where they took it from probably they're nerds well no uh, Space Battleship Yamato is so cool well Space Battleship Yamato is actually based on the Yamato ship yeah. in World War 2 and that was seen as a ship that was undefeatable and the idea being is that in Space Battleship Yamato, they resurrect that ship and use it to hide the spacecraft inside it so when it's being constructed, the aliens don't attack it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it serves a purpose, thankfully, in that story, both symbolically and functionally, which I was surprised by. I thought they were just going, 
boat in space. <laughs> but, you know, train in space. Train in space, boat in space. Like, come on. What's uh, like, next? Planes in space. Snakes in space. Helicopters <laughs> in space. Actually, um, no, I think there was a few ship designs which... Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be fine for atmospheric re-entry, but other than that, it wouldn't serve much purpose. Would it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they've just... They've, over the past few years, been flying a helicopter on Mars. So... Hey. Yeah. Sorry, it's just that reminds me horrifyingly of one of the first things you made me fly in space, engineers. <laughs> Almost crashed and died. <laughs> That's kind of the whole point of the game, isn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah, yeah. but his exploded on re-entry and I had to fly it back to a base with one wing. Again, isn't that kind of the point? Kind of, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it overloaded and like one of the engines exploded and then... <laughs> like something like oh no it was because we had the gyroscope bug the gyroscopes like if you move too quick they'd actually fall out of their casing and wobble around they'd rip your ship in yeah half. it's like <laughs> they're meant to keep it stable not destroy it <laughs> they still haven't fixed the bug you there's a mod a, for it you've become the very thing you swore to destroy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah look a, a lot of um herlock's uh harlock's look and um, Emeraldas will reappear in all his work. So his style was also characterized by mythological and often tragic storylines, you know, mm. based on a lot of the old, old stories out of Japan with strong moral themes, noble heroes, feminine heroines, and a love of strange worlds and melancholy atmosphere. And as you noted when you um, were watching the film, it's very melodramatic. Very, very. It's, uh, uh, it, it felt like it had a lot to say. And, you mm -hmm. know, I don't begrudge it for that. It was like, uh, mm -hmm. it was the author trying to get across his ideas and values. And, yeah. you know, that's what good authors it, do. It's interesting as well because it says his work often include anti-war themes. And when, if you, I can't remember who it was from Ghibli, um, but um, they were one of the creators at Ghibli, not... Um, uh, his, Miyazaki. Uh, not Miyazaki, the, uh, one of the other guys who helped found the studio. He's, you know, when he uh, wrote... What one was it? The Wind Rises? Yeah. Yeah. They said, no, no, it's not meant to be anti-war or anything like that. It's just the story that we have told. And th there does seem to be, like, especially in anime films, a reluctance to acknowledge that they're anti-war because of the culture of the time. Like, we were defeated, but we were proud, mm. you know? And being against that is seen as an insult towards it. So it's very interesting that he's openly anti-war, having grown up in the 1930s, you know, actually experiencing, like, the firebombing of Kobe and that, you know, not being obviously at the location, but being in the country, being alive during that time. Mm. It's got to have been crazy. Yeah. Definitely shape a few expectations about mm. the world. Now, something I didn't actually realise is he has a daughter. I mean, okay, yep. Makes sense. He has a family. His uh, wife is a uh, shoujo manga car oh, as well. Um, I can't remember what she's done, but she's she was actually more successful than him when he first started, <laughs> um, which is you know wow. And then it's yeah. Um, but their daughter is Makiko Matsumoto, and she heads up Studio Leijisha. Leijisha. Why it's, is that familiar? Leiji is his name. And Shah is just like, you know, celebration. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what, what, kind of stuff That's have, cute. what kind of stuff have they done? I actually don't know. Um, I'm going to have a look. Leiji Shah. But um, she um, made a public statement that um, he set out on a journey to the Sea of Stars. I think he lived a happy life thinking about continuing to draw stories as a manga artist that's he has uh studio leiji has been involved in shaman king 2021 hey. lots of fate khalids banana fish shadow <laughs> skill um 
Gyako, Baraji, Ultimate Survivor, Garo Finishing Line. They're a support studio primarily. Oh, that's and, not so bad. And we've mm-hmm. seen a bunch of support studios break out and do something amazing. They were involved in Agretzko's Metal Christmas OVA. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sharked. I don't know what that is. It's like, you Lost remember the Ashton Kutcher show Punked? No. It's that, but there's sharks? It's, it, uh, it's, it's that, but you get hit by no, the baby shark soundtrack. It's for a, it's a VTuber. It's oh. uh, Gura Gara's oh, anime. I love her. Finding, finding her life in Lost City of Atlantis too boring, friendly but impuls- impulsive shark girl Gura Gara swims to shore in search of fun. However, she soon finds out that she cannot enjoy life on the surface. Oh. Um, without cloves. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the nearby Blue Axe Little Beachwear shop presents her with a shark themed outfit that speaks to her inner child. <laughs> okay, but she's got the most adorable outfit. Oh, yeah. It's a hoodie with a shark bite taken out of it. That's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as VTubers go, she is like iconic. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's like the other one, the. Corona? Yeah, Corona. I love Corona. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so look, it? as, uh, as a Boing support. Pion? Oh my god, this Pion Sugoi! Pion Pion! Pion Pion! Funny one, yes! Oh god. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I just also love that her Ikam Bokum. Oh, Ikam Bokum, yeah. She, when she was playing um, Banjo Kazooie, which is uh, my childhood's game. I need, I need to double check, yeah. actually. I don't know if that's actually. But soup store. Where are you? I'm actually not sure. But it's who's on first. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest jokes in history. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, look. These are all series that are that that he's created are ones that are quite iconic and have a very different type of storytelling to what we're familiar to today. And I, I would say, like, if you didn't grow up watching some of these older anime, if you like are a new anime watcher, have started in the last five years, you might find the storytelling way too slow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and we have discussed this on the podcast before. Like, I really do like Pat Labo, but I'm also aware that it's very slow. It is very like traditional slow style cyberpunk early Akira version very grindy it's like reading a novel as opposed to watching a show yeah Yeah. so there's a lot more detail in there Um, but there's I think also as well with the film like there was a lot of those really long static shots so they didn't have to animate too much (laughs) so you know I understand it for the 70s yeah fair enough Um, but yeah um, Galaxy Express 999 is exactly what it sounds like it's trains in space like it's you know I like trains. I like trains. I like trains. It's the neurodivergent in us. I don't know what it is about trains. It's just cool. It's just the thing. It's like you look at uh, Space Battleship Yamato and Captain Hark and stuff, and you can see so many of the influences. Oh, of that yeah. In, like, oh, yeah. In modern stuff, in stuff like, oh, what was that? Uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes. That's been yeah. running for ages. And yeah, you watch the battle scenes in Hark, and you're just like, yeah, I've seen mm. this before. I've seen other people do this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's what a bloody legacy to leave behind is that everyone is aping your stuff. Yeah, I know. And I mean, he, all of his work was just so 
well received as well, which is, you know, considering that this was in the early days of anime, that says a lot. I mean, it was yeah. stuff nobody had seen before, especially yeah. trains in space. Trains in space. Yeah. I mean, there's also a number of uh, bronze statues that were actually erected in Japan's port city of Tsuruga. <laughs> yeah. Um, in each de- uh, depicted a character or scene from both Space Battleship Yamato and Galaxy Express 999. So it, it, it says for the influence within Japan as well. Um, obviously, as we've said, he's had all those awards as well, and it's just had so many adaptations and spin-offs. I think there was a new version of Captain Harlock in 2013. Yeah, that was um, uh, the CGI movie. Yeah, well, no, there's also a series that's been in the past like 20 years oh, really? as well. Like, like a, a, I don't know if it's a continuation or a reboot or or what, but um, I'll yeah, have to check that out. Uh, th- this is the one where they changed the name to Captain Herlock. Uh, um, yeah, so Harlock sounds better. It's for International Women's Day. It's Herlock of hair. Uh, it's it's her her, her, her lock, her lock. Mm-hmm. instead of Harlock. Har har har. It's hard lock around Wednesday. Yar. Dear God, guys. <laughs> Dear God. Anyway, mine is the power of overwhelming. Do you want cringe. to know something incredibly weird? What's that? On IMDb, mm-hmm. the entry for Matsumoto lists him with three upcoming projects. <laughs> oh, so he's a ghostwriter. Yeah, I don't know if it's just that he's been credited to it. They're the Zero Century, Emeraldus, Harlock, and Maytel. And they're all in pre-production and they're all manga. So I wonder if potentially he provided the story beforehand and then they've been doing the production for it and then... That would check out. I mean, we've yeah. seen a lot of uh, now-deceased, may they rest in peace, uh, manga give their final notes to their people. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it happens with Lupin and it's happened with Berserk and... It's happening with Hunter Hunter. Yep. Jesus. Yep. There's, there's a lot. Um, and it's, you know, it's sad, but it's good that they have the trust in the people around them to continue the story if they feel like they, they know, you know, hey, I might not make it to the end. And then we've got George R. R. Martin, who will never finish. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that as Jojo. <laughs> Jojo R. R. Martin. <laughs> Jojo R. R. Martin. Oh, you failed to predict which character I would kill off next. <laughs> God. <laughs> You've activated my stand. Red Wedding. <laughs> oh, God. God. And it's a medieval Jojo's. My God. I would watch the hells out of that. I, I think we've kind of really covered the importance of Matsumoto here. We've, we've addressed the main stories that he's been known for and the influence he's had. I Fantastic, mean, prolific mangaka. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. And yeah. we will still see more of him as time goes that, on. 85. Mm. Like that, that's, that's a good run. That's a really good run. So the man lived through World War II. It's... That had ah. some good innings. Here's yeah. some interesting trademark things about him. He has a deep fascination with the number nine. You think? No. Galaxy Express 999. <laughs> believing it represents the last stop before a major shift in mathematics, time, space, and the ages of man, which, yeah, numerically, That's, yeah, it does. That's yeah. kind of how it works. That checks out. Um, he draws his spacecrafts as possessing a wide array of dials and gauges. This trademark has been dubbed the Matsumoto meter or gauges of Matsumoto. He it often, looks cool. He it often, looks complicated. It does. He often features a cat based on his own pet cat, Mikun, in his stories. His heroines are portrayed as tall, slender females with long, usually blonde hair and almond-shaped eyes. In contrast to their fragile, elegant form, they are seen as mysterious, strong, and possessing great wisdom and power. His male tra- protagonists often have the same brown, shaggy haircut. I wonder if it was his haircut. 
That'd be cool. Self-insert. Yeah. Did he just self-insert and his uh, wife as well? His wife. Includes small, short stature people who are drawn to look different from the regular height characters in the work. Like the drummer in Interstellar. Yeah. The the drummer and the ship's engineer, they all look alike. Yeah. He also has a deep fascination with German culture, which was uh, expressed deeply through Captain Harlock. That checks out based on what we saw in the film. Basically. Because there, there was some uh, questionable World War Two Comments. Comments, yep. <laughs> um, he also com- was... He d- helped design and commission a Tokyo water bus, the Himiko, which what? runs between Asakusa and Toyosu. Its design features a futuristic look and decor, contains models of the main cast of Galaxy Express 999. Its whole roof is glass, and it's like you would be in the... Sh- I guess you could call like the captain's lounge of a ship. That is so cool. Yeah, I saw pictures of it this morning. Um, <clears throat> I need to see this. Send, send me that later. Uh, his yep, space battleship Yamato was dubbed and released in the US as Star Blazers to wide popularity and acclaim. The series is considered groundbreaking for introducing a current term genre to the world anime. So through him, mm. the world anime, the word anime became known in the West. Oh wow, he's he's the yeah. reason we call it this. Yep, yep. Hills. That's Hopefully that's not where he went. No, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist, so we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> no, he just, used. Oh, okay, this I is mean, a we little. We were talking about how prolific he is, but we bloody we say he, like a word that he invented. Whenever we talk about this stuff. Yeah, I know, right? Our whole podcast is revolving around that one word. Yeah. Matt. The basic look for all Matsumoto's heroines was inspired by an old photograph he discovered in World War II. The photo was to, of Takako Misei, the granddaughter of Dr. Philip Franz von Siebold, a Dutchman and the first European to teach Western medicine in Japan during the 1800s. Wow. This also is, was also inspired by actresses Marianne Hold, Eleanor Parker, Danielle Daru. And Karu Yachigusa. I know that name. Hmm. Um, he also uh, cites writers Juyuza Uno and H.G. Wells, artists Shigeru Komatsu, Tetsuji Fukushima, and Fukujiro Yoko, and cartoonist Walt Disney, Max Flesher, and Osamu Tezuka as influences on his work. I mean, See? the Tezuka is definitely. Tezuka, yeah. And the H.G. Wells. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So this makes sense. He's allowed many characters in his series to cross into other stories. This has caused fans to officially link together worlds he has created, although this has resulted in continuity issues with a fictional universe known as the the Laijiverse. (laughs) (laughs) He owns a Ravi 2CLD gun site used in World War II fighter planes. Wow. Um, so yeah, look, there's a, there's a lot. If you want to see, like this list just keeps going. This is on um, IMDb. There's so many quotes references connections in there it's really worth checking out if you want to know the history of it lived a good life he did he did and with that let's uh let's let's move on and talk about what else is going on in the world of anime news kawaii radio tonight on anime communicate great story compelling and rich nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy all right, let's start with a controversy. Reborn as a vending machine, uh, the anime is coming. <laughs> I am not amused. I am ecstatic. I've read the manga. It's really good. It I has just no right. I have questions, but it... He teaches people in a fantasy world to use coke and mentos to defeat a dragon. 
because they use them as fire hoses. Uh, I'm done. I I'm <laughs> didn't think you meant that kind of coke initially. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine dragon. <laughs> the, the fantasy isekai sequel after Cocaine Bear dies. We bought it another world as a dragon with a coke addict. No, no. The sequel to Cocaine Bear is Crocodile. <laughs> and then the next movie is Crocodile vs. Cocaine Bear. I mean, look, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to get behind that. That sounds good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, Reboot is a vending machine. I now wonder the dungeon anime reveals main cast staff promo video and July premiere. Gods. Look, it sounds daft. Yes. It looks daft. Yes. It is daft. Yes. It's made by punks. It's aware of it. <laughs> it takes the Mickey out of itself every step of the way. So a middle-aged man with only one passion in his life meets a fitting end in a traffic accident. That's where most stories would end. But instead, actually, no, it's not where most stories end. It's where they begin. This, this is where every is <laughs> This is where his story truly begins when he's reborn as what he admired the most in life, vending machines. <laughs> yes, he was a vending machine obsessor. He went around and tried lots of different vending machines to try all the weird different things they'd have okay, in Okay, but that's cool. But yeah. uh, the thing he admired most? Yeah. Like, I, I, I no, understand no, enjoying maybe, them, but, maybe, like, maybe he's maybe on the spectrum. And, I mean, you know, I've seen people have these channels where they find all these crazy vending machines, so mm -hmm. I get it, but I but, don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, his new leaf on lice happens to be in the worst place possible. What can a vending machine do in a monster-infest and dungeon when he can't even speak or move on his own? I'm sorry, he can't speak. He, can, he has some pre-programmed lines... That he's meant to that are meant to automatically come out when items come out, and he starts cutting them up to speak. Yeah, that's so. Thank you, like and, Bumblebee. Yeah, that's dopey. Yeah, I know, but yeah, there's this little sort of fighter girl who discovers him, and she's like a you know like overpowered species or whatever, and she ends up carrying him as her backpack takes him to the village he makes money from them, and he can use that money to pay for his power bill, and then order more products. Yeah. I know, weird. But uh, yeah, I know. I, I don't fully get it. It's been a while since I read it, but I'm look, I'm I'm down for it. This is gonna stream on Crunchyroll and it's not gonna be like the hit of the summer sort of thing. It's gonna be like the why is this good of the summer? <laughs> like cocaine bear. It's the cocaine bear of the summer. It's the cocaine bear of anime. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Makoto Shinkai's Susume film has opened in South Korea and it opened at number one. Which, that, that's ahead of every other film in the cinema at the moment. I mean, that's to be expected of a Shinkai. Mm -hmm. he, uh, his work speaks for itself. But, I mean, I've seen, like, South Korean cinema. They go hard. They go hard. They do. Looks fantastic. 15th highest grossing film of all time in Japan. 9th highest grossing anime film of all time in Japan. It has surpassed Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Ooh. Opened at number one on November 11 and immediately sold 1.33 million tickets. So, uh, earned... 13.49 million in its first three days. So that's huge. Yeah. That's big money. It is. We do not know the exact date for Western release. Um, we've been told sometime this year, at the beginning of the like first half of the year, but that's still kind of up in the air. Shinkai is going to be able to buy an entire new studio with that money and fill it with people who won't do the work because he's doing it all. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> this is the Shinkai method. He's insane. <laughs> um, we also have a sequel announcement. So the recent what? Gundam series, The Witch from Mercury, oh, yeah. part two. Like season two premieres on April 9. The it, honeymoon. It only just finished in December. 
part one. Yes, but it was hugely popular. Yeah, no, mm. no, but I'm surprised to have such a quick turnaround on, on a series like this size. I've watched... Because uh, that was 26 episodes. I've watched a Dang. good, uh, like, um, 10 of these episodes now. Mm. I have so many questions about how this world works. It's Gundam, it doesn't. It's... <laughs> the robots beat each other up. That, no, that's no, what you hear they're for. like at a school, but the school seems to have no rules. I am convinced that they have murdered people. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were saying you think that there's actually people who have died at the yes, school see, and no uh, one's taken care of it. So a couple of uh, <laughs> girls are sabotaging uh, people's mechs, like using a time-activated paint on the view screen so they can't see and can't complete an exam. Mm. Uh, this is some... Time-activated paint. Yes, it, uh, act- like, it like, turns dark over a period of time. <laughs> and um, so they are found out. And one of the girls... Beats one of them so hard, her head cracks against the stairs she's sitting against. And then she beats the other one up. You never see them again. <laughs> These two antagonist characters, they're gone. They'll probably show up in the finale like Scarred or no. something. <laughs> also, I'm, they're, they're gone, gone. I'm convinced they were tossed out the airlock. They just... They were just... they in space to this school? Yes. Oh, I mean, Here's okay, the thing. Yeah, so yeah. The teacher's running this whole exam thing, which is being obviously sabotaged. Everyone is being sabotaged. The sabotage is allowed. Yeah, that's right. So it seems like, you know, sabotage is allowed, so clearly murder must be as well. Yeah, it's they a bit lawless. They rid of the boys. Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. It's... But look, um, we'll see. Like, I'm surprised um, Kira Lee... Well, I'm not surprised Kira Lee hasn't watched it yet. She's been absolutely flat-tacked. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sure once she does, we'll get a, a good rating on how that well that fits into like the Gundam storylines and if it feels like a proper Gundam series because she is our expert in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, Digimon Ghost Game anime is coming to an end on March 26th, so uh, literally the day of our next recording session. After uh, 68 episodes, I think? 68 episodes. Premiered in October 2021, and then it kind of became a bit Monster of the Weeky. Yes, yeah. it did, I which is you. kind of why I dropped it. Like, they set up an initial story, mm. and it's that the main character's dad's in the digital world, and he sent this Digimon back to go hang out with him, mm-hmm. and they're helping all these Digimon that are lost in the human world. Mm-hmm. But it just became that. Yeah. And it's like, he tried to get in contact with his dad, and his dad would occasionally send him stuff, and I was like, when's he going to the digital world? When's he exploring this when's he gonna find his dad what like that's yeah that's what i'm waiting for and it just didn't happen and so yeah. i dropped it a few months back yeah it's a shame i mean it like, is. like, like this i is love digimon don't get me wrong yeah. but like come on like direction <laughs> yeah like having some urgency in a, a place you need to go to would be good yeah mm. um and on that note um we do need to talk about uh, another person passing away so this was the um the character designer for Code Geass and Gao Ge um, Takahiro uh, Kumira. They passed away on March 5th after battling Amilo- amyloidosis. I actually don't know what that is. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming it was probably something that was in... in Fatal? Yeah. Boy, <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, sorry. Um, so Kimura designed Am I the. Wrong? You're not. Um, so Kimura sorry. designed the characters and adapted the original character designs for Code Geass franchise, King of the Braves, uh, Dirty Pair, Flash, Brigadoon, Gunnick Sword, and most recently served as the character animation director for Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway. Oh. So that was quite a big, um, a big story. Yeah, I loved Anne in that. Anne, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> 
She just yeah. had a way with words. Oh, also, I, and the, the, the final thing I want to point out, because it is probably the last controversial thing that we need to talk about, uh, the final the, the final, final oh. part of Attack on Titan is called Attack on Titan Final Season, <laughs> the Final Chapters, Special Part 1. It's, Are we sure it's final? It's no. It's such a joke at It's this just point. a joke. Like, oh. and, and like they've, all the bloody fanboys are trying to vote it all the way up. And it's like, guys, it's one flipping episode. Like, I'm sorry, but you've had like six cracks at number one and you've always fallen back and you're the only ones who are voting on it. So, look, it ain't as good as you think. Like, don't be wrong, it's enjoyable. Attack on Titan is good. It is good. The animation is good. The story is very dramatic. Also, the fans are not that great. Like, they all think that peak comedy is saying one guy's name. Yeah. Eden Jaeger. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, that joke. They just walk up to each other and they think it's funny. Imagine walking up to somebody with like... Szechuan sauce? Naruto Uzumaki. Believe it. See, like, believe it's funny, but... Yeah, <laughs> because we funny. all belittle the dub, but... But like, walking up and saying a main character's name is not a joke! It's not funny! <laughs> I always... Uh, I am convinced that the worst part of any, uh, like... Any anime and is, IP the, is, is the fan base. Is the fandoms. Not just anime, any part of a video game, any part of a TV show, yeah. any part of a book even. Well, I mean, fan I, I base think, makes everything I worse. think it depends on the um, the the actual fandom around it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I find a lot of shonen series suffer from this a lot more acutely than, say, shoujo series. Oh, granted, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it definitely is that sort of thing. And it, it is always these, you know... Very action orientated. It's the same people every time. It is very popular. Like the, the, the ones who like chucked a tantrum over um, Chainsaw Man's animation not being good enough. I'm sitting there going, are you, "Are you watching the same thing?" I thought it was incredible. It was incredibly well done. It gorgeous. It's it's not perfect, but nothing is. You do not get perfect. People don't re- seem to realize this. Like even Makoto Shinkai's films have errors in them, and mm. he's aware of it, and he doesn't like it. Yeah. There'll just be moments where it's like, I wish I could have done that better, but we didn't have the time. I wish I could have done that better, but we didn't have okay, the time. Okay, but that's like striving for perfection. unattainable perfection. Yeah. That's, you know, that, there's a difference but, between striving and but the, the, But this is the thing, like, everything has flaws. It You are not going to get a perfect product. And there's always going to be someone who's disappointed with it. So the fact that people are so obsessed with their fandom that they think, oh, yeah, look, it's perfect. And it's like, it's like, it's like people who, like... And, and this is not to say, you know, listening to metal is bad, for instance, but it's like someone saying a perfect circle is everyone's music. And it's like, it might be your music, but everyone has different tastes and different preferences. And that's why we have such a wide variety of media. You, you can't to, assume that everyone sees the world the same way as you. You just abide by other people's stuff and accept. Yeah. like Chill. Yeah. Well, like... We we talked about this earlier on mm-hmm. um, when Tifa was like uh, because people have been complaining about the Demon Slayer showing in the cinemas yeah. going that it's oh it's just three episodes I thought it was a movie rah, rah, but they've always advertised it as a movie uh, as, as the as, as the episodes yeah and then like a preview yeah they never advertised it as a movie no they never did um, and then like Tifa and I have brought this up in multiple groups going like hey guys heads up and then Tifa posted it on one and I commented underneath going yeah people will like ignore that but then like praise Attack on Titan for like it's <laughs> final season part three part two that's just part four learn to count it's just season six <laughs> Attack <laughs> on Half-Life 3 confirmed <laughs> like, just call it what it is stop making up new things for it just just, just say just that get it's over season with it. six yeah 
because otherwise people are going to come back and look at it and be like, oh no, this is the final season. Yeah, the final season now officially has more episodes in time than the actual, the rest yeah. of the entire season combined. Yeah. So yeah. Alrighty, and I think that will be where we'll end it. Kawaii Fire Radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenny's got to run. So next time, it's the new anime season. Watch some anime. Watch some anime. <laughs> we'll clip that for the ending. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do something like that. <laughs> See you, bro. Bye, Kenny. Kenny's dashing off to work. Um, we did run a little bit overtime on and what we were expecting. Aaron has to. two mics. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, look, Kenny's gone. We can talk behind his back now. He's such an attractive man. So beautiful. I, I want to touch his hair. I don't oh know God, how it his, stands up so his high. His hair is so amazing. <laughs> it's fabulous. Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> next time, Morbiel. <laughs> Morbius? M-O-R-B-I-U-S. It's Morbin time. Um, <laughs> no, next time, it's a new anime season, so we have to do a preview. I can't believe, like, this season's flown by. I am right in that, aren't I? So that'll be the 26th of March when yeah. we record, and that's the end of this anime season, so... Also, that's Aaron's birthday, Aaron's so birthday. send stuff to our P.O. Box. We have a P.O. Box? We have a P.O. Box. It stands for Physical Odor. <laughs> <laughs> Pew! <laughs> Please send lots of deodorant to P.O. Box KWFR <laughs> Perth. No, um, we, we don't have. Don't send that. You won't find anywhere. It won't. It'll go back to you. You'll be wasting your time. Um, <laughs> Save your money. Put it on the Patreon instead. Yeah, join <laughs> us on the Patreon. You get extra like twenty minutes minimum every week. Um, if you have enjoyed what you've heard, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and join us if you haven't already for future episodes. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button and all the good stuff. Um, live streams every quarter are on there as well. We've got a live stream coming up. Probably the the same weekend that we do the uh, the next episode, maybe oh. the week after. I thought we were doing that later for no, the one hundred. That, that's the, well, that's the the next thing we need to talk about. Episode one hundred we're having is going to be the a bit week, different. Yeah, it's going to be the week before Hoshicon. The episode will be live streamed across all our platforms, and I mean that with the camera on, not just like a static image like we've had lately. So we're going to get to see our ugly mugs. It's going to be great. Are we doing like a, are we getting a professional makeup artist in before the show to get us all touched up? Nah. Oh, come on. That'd be fun. We'll get Emma to do it. <laughs> She's going to be more pro than us. Um, the That is also going to be followed by a live stream. A, a, another live stream. Another live stream. Of us watching. Yes. Yes. A live action, which is. Scarred millions of people around the world that we never said we would do. We said we wouldn't do it unless there was a very good reason to do so. So we're going to submit ourselves to the horrible viewing experience that is Dragon Ball Evolution, and we're going to do it live <laughs> on on YouTube and on on Twitch, and uh, you can join us and see how many shots we have to take to get through it. <laughs> so the live stream of our podcast will be, you know, standard rating, standard like PG yeah. rating sort of thing. But I'm going to say the live stream after will no. not be. No, it will not be. So There'll probably be like an hour break between so we can get like some oh, food, some pizza. A couple hours, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get ourselves all set up. We'll set up the cameras. I'm pretty sure Tifa wants to set up her system as well so she can stream it through as well. So I'll just share the, the stream to her. Yeah. Um, and then sh you guys can let us know what she's thinking <laughs> as we get through it. Oh, oh <laughs> the things we do for you oh, guys. Oh, man. I've got to work on my puns for that. 
Like, if we're going to suffer <sighs> through that pain, I need to make it. I need to. Oh, look, you better not drag it out. <laughs> I'm not going to say the next part. <laughs> <laughs> That's ballsy of you. <laughs> So anyway, you're krilling it, man. Yeah, I am. <laughs> We've got three episodes until then. One of those is a Kawaii Extra, and that is an episode where we are going to be talking about the live-action Promised Neverland because that was actually apparently quite good. You know what actually just dropped on Crunchyroll? Mm-hmm. Uh, live-action Tokyo Revengers. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think there's another one of those in the works as well. Oh, Lord. I heard that this one was not good, so I'm going to be checking it out. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear your review on that. Well, I know what I'm talking about next time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, uh, if you would like to support the channel, as mentioned multiple times, we also have a Patreon where you can hear all our jokes about the new Ford F-150. Um, <laughs> we share extra content, episode outtakes, how the podcast really ended, and video extras and show updates. So if you can't afford to support us, even at a dollar a month it would be greatly appreciated and gets you access to the whole back catalogue of pre-shows which is now over 40 episodes of pre-show we still need to do that one that we promised one of our Patreons Mm -hmm. it's a very um, a yeasty special if you will yeah Yeah. well you know I made some the other day as well I I was actually talking to my boss about it as well and she's like yeah I actually made some bread I'm like oh man I miss making bread (laughs) Bread uh, you know Baker's Delight how they have that twisted delight thing yeah because I used to be a baker's apprentice there I know how to make them Mm -hmm. and so I went to make one I was like oh man it shows that it's been 20 years since (laughs) I made one (laughs) see my my most uh, (laughs) way off topic here but the most fun I ever had um, the most best thing I ever made was I made braided uh, fruit bread logs with cinnamon and a coffee syrup drizzled throughout Ooh, them nice. and braided them up and all that and cooked them and I, I gave them to the family for Christmas and they they loved them it went down a tree bread is a simple but pure pleasure it is it is and it is why I am the shape I am. <laughs> yeah. Preach into the cloud. So if you would like to join the community and talk about bread, <laughs> head over to our social media channels for breaking anime news, memes, and videos. We aren't as active as we previously have been. This is mostly to do with, um, to be blunt, a lot of life stuff going on for all of us. Um, I've just quit my job and I'm starting a new one in the next week. Nice. Um, we have the house being built. We have... Living with family, we all have Ariel FIFO at the moment and juggling that. Kenny's yeah. juggling a new work location. Tifa has been working her absolute tush off to get all of her stuff sorted. She's also got an upcoming trip. Yep, um, to Japan. Yep. Uh, Kira Lee's had her second child, and as you can imagine, that is by no means a small feat to look after. No, so, one child is a lot, so. Yep, and uh, Emma's also been flat tack with uh, organizing her works events um, and being very disappointed with how Optus Stadium handle their event management. And you can't forget how busy Liger's been. Oh, Liger has been so busy. He has been sniffing so many things and running around and meeting new people. And rubbing on legs. And rubbing on legs. Which is also in the pre-show. And meowing quite loudly. Not this episode. Not, not this episode, but uh, he's become very talkative as of late, our cat. Um, and he's, he's still adorable and fluffy and very cuddly. So it's great. Um... Right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to Kawaii Radio. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, watch some anime. Watch some anime. I almost missed the button. Again? Yeah.